For I've had enough Of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth To the house of my young I will arise and go forth To the house of my father I will arise and go forth To the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Hebraic Bible Prophecy. This is part two of the series. The next thing that we need to understand, what we have learned so far is the Messiah that gathers the exiles of Israel and the New Testament centers on explaining the role of the Messiah to gather the exiles of Israel. In order to understand the end of days, you need to understand who you are, that the prophecies are directed to the house of Jacob. We've explained that. We needed to explain the eschatology of the end of days, specifically a term called the day of the Lord, and that the tribulation starts with the darkness part of the day of the Lord, and that in that period of time, there's a conflict between Jacob and Esau. We just detailed the characteristics of the conflict. He wants to say that the mountains of Israel is his for his possession. He is shedding the blood of the children of Israel by the force of the sword. He's fighting violently, Hamas. The curse is poured upon the children of Israel because they're not keeping the commandments of the God of Israel. The word curse is Allah. And they want to make the name of Israel no longer be in remembrance. It's iron mixed with clay. So can you see that these events are like happening now? Are we in the conflict now? That's what you need to decide. And so this whole conflict, the God of Israel has orchestrated to redeem his people with signs, wonders, and miracles. And so that his people would recognize Yeshua is the Messiah and he would reveal himself strong to his people in the sight of all the nations. And the Bible describes that the way he's going to manifest himself to the nations, the way he's going to redeem his people is going to exceed the miracles that he did in Egypt. And the whole world will recognize that Yeshua is the Messiah, that he fights for his people. He is going to make a distinction between those who serve him and those who do not. And so he's orchestrating the controversy so Messiah can be glorified and he can redeem his people. The Bible calls this controversy the controversy of Zion. So in order to understand the controversy of Zion, we need to understand who or what Zion is. Because generally speaking, when we look at Zion, we regard Zion as, you know, the Jewish people. Well, Zion is more than the Jewish people. The Jewish people, those that believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, is a part of biblical Zion. But what's the fullness of understanding who or what Zion is? Well, Zion is the people of the God of Israel. Zion is the land of Israel itself. The Torah is to go forth from Zion. Zion is the fulfillment of the covenant made with Abraham. Zion is also associated with the end of the exile of Jacob. Zion is a term that refers to the Messianic era. And Zion is Yeshua redeeming and dwelling with his people. So let's look at scripturally at these definitions. First of all, Zion is the people 
of the God of Israel. Isaiah 51, verse 16. And I have put my words in your mouth and I have covered you in the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say unto Zion, you are my people. Zion is the people of the God of Israel. Secondly, Zion is a reference to the land of Israel itself. Joel chapter 2, verse 1. Blow a trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the earth tremble for the day of the Lord is at hand. So blow a trumpet in Zion. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. Zion is a term for the land of Israel itself. The Torah is to go forth from Zion. Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 3. Many people will go and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. We will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law or the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Do you notice that the law goes forth from Zion? So therefore you have to be in Zion for the law to go forth from Zion. And the people who he's redeeming in the end of days is called Zion. And so Zion is a people who not only believes that Yeshua is Messiah, but their eyes become opened through the events that are happening in the end of days. And they realize they need to express their faith in him by loving him, keeping his commandments or following Torah. Next, we need to realize that it's Yeshua who made the covenant with Abraham. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 3. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will bless them that bless you and curse those that curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, it says, When Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared unto Abraham and he said, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. So the one that appeared to Abraham is Almighty God or El Shaddai. In Revelation chapter 1 verses 7 and 8, in describing Yeshua the Messiah, it says of him, He comes with clouds and every eye will see him. And they also which pierced him and all kindreds of the earth will wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. Yeshua the Messiah is referred to as the Almighty or El Shaddai. The one that appeared to Abraham is Almighty God. Genesis 17 verses 7 and 8. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you and your generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto you and your seed after you. And I will give unto you and your seed after you the land where you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession and I will be their God. We are told explicitly in Galatians chapter 3, verse 16 and verse 29, that it's Yeshua, the Messiah, who made the covenant with Abraham. Now, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He did not say seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So he's quoting Genesis chapter 17, verse 7, and letting you understand that in Genesis 17, verse 7, it doesn't say seeds, it says seed. And now he says that seed is Yeshua the Messiah. Galatians 3.29 And if you are Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. Believing the covenant that was made with Abraham is the comfort of Zion. Isaiah chapter 51 verses 1-3 through Hearken unto me you that follow after righteousness, 
you that seek the Lord, look unto Abraham your father and Sarah that bear you, for the Lord will comfort Zion. The way he comforts Zion is looking unto Abraham. When you look unto Abraham, you look under the covenant that was made with Abraham. So believing the covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and standing for that covenant is the comfort of Zion because the nations of the world are going to oppose the covenant. They've got to want to divide the land of Israel. But if you believe that that land was given to the descendants of Abraham, the God of Israel will fight for you against the nations of the world to affirm that covenant, which is an eternal covenant that he made with Abraham for his people. The comfort of Zion is the end of the exile of Jacob. Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 10 and 12 and 13, it is written, Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. Therefore they shall come and sing in the height of Zion. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, both the young men and old together, for I will turn their mourning into joy and I will comfort them. The comfort of Zion is the end of the exile of Jacob. We can also see that Zion is associated with the end gathering of the exiles and the end of the exile of Jacob from Psalm 147 verse 2 and Isaiah chapter 11 verse 12 as it is written. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. What is the building up of Jerusalem? He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. And he shall set up an ensign for the nation or a banner or a sign for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Yeshua returns at his second coming when the exiles of Zion are gathered. Psalm 102 verse 13 and verse 16 it is written, You will arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her, yea the set time has come. When the Lord builds up Zion, what is the building up of Zion? the coming together of the exiles of Israel, northern kingdom and southern kingdom, when he does this, when he builds up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. The Messiah is going to be glorified and recognized as the Messiah by the world when they witness and see the miracles of him gathering the exiles from the four corners of the earth. Yeshua the Messiah dwells in Zion. Isaiah chapter 8 verses 17 and 18. I will wait upon the Lord that hides his face from the house of Jacob and I will look for him. Who's the one that we're looking for? We're looking for Yeshua the Messiah to return at his second coming. But I want you to notice what this scripture says in the context of those who are looking for him, which is his people, which is the house of Jacob. It says, I will wait upon the Lord that hides his face. You see, until the birth of the state of Zion, the Messiah is still hiding his face 
from his people. But with the birth of the state of Zion, he is going to roar like a mighty lion. Isaiah 8.18, Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwells in Mount Zion. And then in Joel chapter 3, verse 16 says, The Lord will roar out of Zion. Jacob is the inheritance of the God of Israel. Deuteronomy in chapter 32 and verse 9, it is written, For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. The land of Israel is the heritage of the nation of Israel. Exodus chapter 6 and verse 8, And I will bring you into the land concerning which I did swear and give to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it you for a heritage. I am the Lord. Psalm 135 verse 12, And he gave their land for a heritage, a heritage unto his people Israel. You see, the land of Israel itself is the heritage or the inheritance of his people. That is why when Yeshua made the covenant with Abraham, Abraham was promised a land. So therefore, if believers in Yeshua as the Messiah aren't looking forward to returning to the land of Israel, they are biblically, in essence, denying their inheritance. The Torah is also referred to as the inheritance of the nation of Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 4. Moses commanded us a Torah, even the inheritance of the congregation of Jacob. So we have the land of Israel called an inheritance of his people. The Torah is called an inheritance. Zion is his people. So what is biblical Zion? It is the oneness or the unity of the people of the God of Israel, dwelling in the land of Israel, embracing the Torah of the God of Israel, who happens to be Yeshua the Messiah. When all these come together as one, this is biblical Zion. And the prophets tell us that they all won't come together as one until messianic times through Jacob's trouble and the ingathering of the exiles. What is then the controversy of Zion? The controversy of Zion is over the people of the God of Israel who follow Torah and believe that the land promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is an eternal inheritance of the seed of Abraham. And the Messiah will fight for Zion or he will fight to affirm the covenant that he made with Abraham. Because you remember when he made the covenant with Abraham, he said, and I swear by myself. So the integrity of the God of Israel is at stake over the covenant that he made with Abraham. However, Esau wants to make the mountains of Israel his possession. Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 1 and 2 and verse 5, it is written, Son of man, prophesy to the mountains of Israel and say, You mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. The mountains of Israel is what is called in the Western world by CNN, the West Bank. So this is a prophecy to the West Bank. And because 
the West Bank is the center of Middle East controversy. Do you think if this is significant regarding the prophecies of the end of days that the Bible would have something to say about it? It does. There is a prophecy specifically directed toward the mountains of Israel, and this is the prophecy, Ezekiel 36, verse 2. Thus says the Lord, because the enemy has said against you, aha, even the ancient high places are ours in possession. So the Bible says that the enemy or the enemy of the covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is going to say regarding the mountains of Israel that the mountains of Israel is theirs. Who does the Bible say is making this claim? Ezekiel 36 verse 5, Therefore, thus says the Lord, Surely in the fire of my jealousy, that's the judgment against the nations, have I spoken against the residue of the heathen and against all Idumea or Edom or Esau, who has appointed my land for their possession, that's a PLO state, with the joy of all their heart, they finally get the founding of their state, which Yasser Arafat has reason why he formed the organizations to fight for the land of Israel. So they're appointing the land of the God of Israel with despiteful minds. What's the despiteful mind? They want to take the mountains of Israel with the creation of a PLO state and they want to bring their military in there and use it as a means to wage war against the rest of the land of Israel and to drive it into the sea. And so the prophecy says to cast it out for a prey. You see the exact intentions of the PLO and what their leadership is saying that they intend to do in the creation of a PLO state is exactly what the Bible says what their heart and their mindset would be. In Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17, there's a prophecy that says Zion would be regarded as an outcast. For I will restore health unto you and I will heal you of your wound. What is the wound? The wound is the exile. What is the restoring of health of the wound? It's the end of the exile. So the God of Israel is saying he is going to end the exile because they called you an outcast saying this is Zion whom no man seeks after. If we look at this verse where it says and they called, it's the Strong's number 7121. It's the Hebrew word kara, and the meaning of this word is to approach and speak to in a challenging or an aggressive way. And the word outcast is the Strong's number 5080, which is the Hebrew word nadak, which means to drive out or expel. So what this verse is saying in the Hebrew is, I am going to end the exile, which is your wound, when people are approaching you and challenging you in an aggressive way and saying, you need to leave the land where you live when they call you an outcast. You realize this is the manner and the attitude in which the Jews who lived in the Gaza were driven out. This is the manner and the attitude which they are removing Jews who are living in Judea and Samaria, the mountains of Israel. And this is also going to be the attitude in which they remove Jews from East Jerusalem once the PLO state is created with East Jerusalem as its capital. 
In Joel chapter 3 and verse 6, there's a prophecy that the children of Judah and the children of Jerusalem will be removed from their border or from the lands in which they are living. The children of Judah and the children of Jerusalem have you sold to the Grecians that you might remove them far from their border. I want you to notice that the prophecy says that the children of Judah and the children of Jerusalem will be sold, that is given unto, the Grecians. And let me ask you a question. Is Greece a world power today? So why does the prophecy say that they're being sold to the Grecians? The answer is it is from ancient Greece where we get democracy and the Jews are being driven out of Gaza. They're being driven out of Judea and Samaria to create a democratic PLO state. A democracy comes from Greece. So you are selling them to the Grecians or they're being removed from their homes in the name of setting up a democratic PLO state. The controversy of Zion is associated with Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7 says, Alas, for that day is great, that is the day of the Lord, so there's none like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he will be saved, redeemed, or delivered out of it. For I will restore health unto you, that's the end of the exile of Jacob, and I will heal you of your wound, that is the exile, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion whom no man seeks after. It is during Jacob's trouble that Israel and Judah will return to the land of Israel. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 3. For lo, the days come, says the Lord, that I will bring again the captivity of my people, Israel and Judah. Not just Judah or the Jewish people, Israel and Judah. Israel is the northern kingdom. Judah is the southern kingdom. This is the reunification of northern kingdom and southern kingdom. And I'm going to cause them to return to the land that I gave their fathers and they shall possess it. When is this going to happen? Alas, for that day is great, the day when Israel and Judah return to the land and possess it. That day is great. It's none like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he will be delivered from it. Now let's look at major events which the Bible says takes place in the period of time known as the day of the Lord, specifically the darkness part of the day of the Lord or what we commonly call the tribulation. Among these events which we need to watch and see happen, which tells us that we are in the day of the Lord is that the Gaza will be forsaken. Number two, the land of Israel will be divided and this will take place in the form of a PLO state. Jerusalem will get divided. That is because the capital of this PLO state will be East Jerusalem. This will result in the judgment of the nations and the fall of Babylon. So it's in the day of the Lord when the Gaza is forsaken. Zephaniah chapter 1 verses 14 and 15 it is written, The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hastens greatly, even the voice of the day of the Lord. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. That day, that is the day of the Lord, is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. So the context or the subject is the day of the Lord, the darkness part of the day of the Lord, or the tribulation period. And it says in Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 4, regarding that period of time, for Gaza shall be forsaken. I believe this is a reference 
to the Jews that will be removed from the Gaza, which has already happened. It happened in August of 2005. However, we haven't seen the full dividing of the land of Israel, which will be in the form of a PLO state with East Jerusalem as its capital. Joel chapter 1 verse 15 tells us that this also happens in the day of the Lord. Alas, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject Hebraic Bible Prophecy. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.